Hey, it's Tony Bruski along with Jenny and Carol Hughes inviting you to come check out our brand new podcast, Office Horror Stories. You don't get a fart in my presence and just leave it. When I pick up a cup, I try to take a sip. It's Greg's chew. Like, <laughs> spit take right That's into the so screen. Gross. I know. You can't unhear that. One. It's a show jam-packed with stories of crazy bosses, insane co-workers, and workplaces from hell. I'm seriously getting in trouble right now for being a hard worker. Pick your ear, nose, rub your eye that clearly probably is pink eye. Here, let me handle those apples for you. So not only is it gross that you're getting bacteria onto the money, but you're getting bacteria up into... something else. And the best part, you're invited to share your workplace nightmare or office horror story as well. Just search office horror stories wherever you download podcasts, click subscribe and start binging away now. You know, I'm single and then I listen to stories like that and I'm like, that person found someone? (laughs) What? You've been carrying on a not so discreet affair with one of the day shift supervisors and it skipped town with her and literally thousands of dollars of client money that have been earmarked for employee incentives. I wish I had a kid because if I had a kid, I could call in sick a lot. I could leave early a lot and not saying you know that they were making it up. But yes, I have worked with people who made that shit. Our brand new podcast, Office Horror Stories. New episodes weekly available wherever you download podcasts. Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by Euphoric, the hemp oil-infused chewing gum. You only need to try Euphoric once to see what all the fuss is about. To prove it, Euphoric is offering a special podcast exclusive to our listeners. All monthly purchases are 15% off and shipping is always free. Just visit chewenjoy.com and take advantage of this special limited time offer. The website again is chewenjoy.com. For 15% off your monthly purchase, plus free shipping. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, can ghosts be helpful when a tool goes missing for one contractor? How does a ghost intervene to help him find it? Today, we hear the real ghost story of a ghost going to work with a living to make things just a little bit easier. Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online right on the website realghoststoriesonline.com Of course, if you really like the show support us keep us on the air become an extra podcast person sign up to do that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash realghoststories five bucks a month gets access to all of our bonus material bonus episodes brand new ones every single week jam-packed with our best stories access to our huge archive nearing on 300 bonus episodes over there. Of course, you also get advanced episodes of the program commercial free. It's all there. Advanced uh, ticket sale options. Everything's there at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Carol Hughes joining you on today's episode. And hello, Carol. Hello, Tony. I'm very excited to hear about a helpful ghost. I uh, Ghosts can be I helpful. Guess- 
They're not all evil. Such a great idea. And what's that? Like if you if you're gonna be a ghost, help somebody. Like why not be a positive ghost instead of one that everybody's afraid of? Because there's no repercussions at that point. There's nobody's gonna be like you're really kind of being an asshole. It's like yeah, so I'm a ghost. So what you're saying is that <laughs> all ghosts are like, you know, in real life I could never get away with this shit. So now that I'm dead, I'm gonna be an asshole. Let your true colors fly. <laughs> You know, I would be the most helpful ghost. You ever. would. Well, you're you're instinctually a nice person, and I'm right. not. So I'd be like, hey, are you really going to leave the house with your shirt on inside out? Yeah. Why didn't you fix that before you embarrass yourself at work? Be giving people signs, you know, your your fly is down, all sorts of shit. Yeah, and I would be like the one like trying to convince people to do things the opposite way, so that they're embarrassed and that it causes them great distress throughout their day just i would just get amusement out of it i don't maybe i'm evil maybe it's wrong but i wouldn't do it in real life to anybody but as a ghost i think it's maybe i'd get sick of it maybe I'd be like well maybe that's going too far i don't know i, I kind of uh, i don't know <laughs> no you would be an asshole ghost <laughs> i would. Real, you would i really would i i'm not i shouldn't i shouldn't try and sugarcoat i that. like you very much you and i are very good friends yeah but yeah, like I could see you coming back to haunt me in an asshole no, sort of way. No, I, I wouldn't do it to people I like. That I mean, I would do I mean, it. No, I, come on, be real. No, it wouldn't I am. be mean, but you would just do that. Hey, Carol, your shirt's on inside out. When is not? Yeah, maybe and something then, like that. Yeah, sure. But I, but I, I would be the vindictive type to to mm. to bad people. So I wouldn't just yeah. go after like innocent people and be, like ruin their life and scare the hell out of them. I would be like walking around and kind of being like, "Ooh, there's an asshole," and, <laughs> then, and then I'd be like, "I'm gonna really freak the shit out of them." And then I'd stalk them down for a week, and every time they were a horrible human to another person, I would haunt the shit out of them. So it's kind of like a uh, vigilante ghost, I guess, is what I would be. Not just I love that idea. Yeah, not just asshole at random, but vigilante, more so justifying you know the means of you had this coming to you, and since the universe is not making anything happen to you anymore, I will take it upon myself as part of the universe now to make your life hell. So okay, so. There's a whole lot of people right now that are having weird experiences in their lives. Maybe their house is haunted and they're thinking, am I an asshole? Maybe. <laughs> is that why this is happening? Maybe a little reevaluation. Like, look at how things are going. But, you know, honestly, it's, it is kind of one of those things that we, and I'm not saying anybody, everybody whose house is haunted is, is an asshole by any <laughs> means. But but there's there's a big correlation that we see in a lot of stories of of positivity uh and and lack of hauntings and and negative energy surrounding someone maybe they're in a really tough spot maybe they're they've surrounded themselves with individuals who are pulling them down or or that are just not good people um and then more negative energy coming in in terms of the paranormal so yeah so uh, you know it it, it it does kind of skew in that way a little bit the more you're around negativity the more that you you are kind of negative uh, it seems the more likely that that some of these things do tend to happen. Not saying everyone's an asshole who's haunted by any means, but I it, think that now the letters and emails yeah. and um, yeah. calls you get, they're going to be like, "Hey, Tony, I got a story to share. Um, I'm not an asshole, <laughs> but um, I've been haunted for you know, thanks for clarifying my house. Yeah, exactly. I've been a really good person. Like I, yeah. I socks to a homeless person the other day, and I'm really good." Um, don't know, don't know what's going on. 
It'll be really justifying why they're haunted. Now, and, and, and I should I should clarify on our show too. We don't judge. So I'm just pointing yeah, out because we've all yeah. already admitted that Tony can be an asshole. Exactly, I can be an asshole. I really can be when it's called for. Um, and uh, yeah, I got I got some stories. We uh, this is actually the first show, the first episode we're doing. Uh, from my new studio, which I'm I'm loving because I'm looking out my window of my office and my office faces the street now. And my neighborhood loves to decorate for Halloween, which is awesome because my last place totally did, fit in. They didn't allow it at the last place. So it's like, you can't do that. You might scare the old people. So uh, this filled with young folks, uh, families and and people who love Halloween. I'm nothing against old folks by any means, especially if you love Halloween, but that was the rule and that was why. I'm just just saying what uh, the rules were in my last neighborhood is we don't want to scare anybody uh, too much. And that was the justification. So I'm just I'm just sharing the facts. Black cat is scary. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just sharing the With facts. Cute little eyes and stuff. <laughs> so I'm excited about this. I, I can see I and I had uh, I had a little cemetery I set up. I posted pictures on our Facebook page. Even though this is airing in November, it's October as we're recording this. Um and uh really awesome cemetery. The first time I've been able to do this in, I think, think since I was a kid. Cobwebs, Harper was out there helping me set it up. And then, tragedy struck. I know. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad for you. Our first night here, uh, and like I said, we're doing this in October. There was a big storm that went through the, the Rogers, Bentonville, Fayetteville, Arkansas area, which is where we are now. And holy shit. <laughs> I think it was the worst storm I've ever been through. Uh, and it, uh, I had 12 gravestones in my front yard. There are now four. <laughs> and I don't know where they went. And I was searching around the neighborhood, but I had the least of the problems because there were ginormous trees that were literally sheared off or tipped over into people's homes. Some homes had more than one tree into them. Um, there was a death. Not that far, not in my neighborhood, but uh, with a tree falling into someone's house. Uh, it was a horrible storm. Uh, just uh, as of right now, as of us recording this, the report was straight line winds. Uh, but I, I would beg to guess by the time this thing airs, they're going to say there was a couple tornadoes that were in this too. Just judging by the damage that we saw and these ginormous trees that went down in such weird ways. Uh, it was it was horrific. We didn't realize how bad the damage was till the morning when we got up. Power was out here till all day. I didn't know if we were going to be able to do the show tonight, uh, but it came on this afternoon, and, and still ten thousand people in this town have no power. Uh, but it uh, wow, still, still, yeah. They're, and they're saying two to three days uh, until it's fully restored. Um, airport was shut down. It was uh, just it was like holy shit driving around. Uh, it was a war zone. Uh, so it was our first night here. Like, that's great. But though they're working hard to get it all restored. But that, there we go. First graveyard, gone. But the skeletons that I attached to my porch that I zip-tied, they survived just fine. So What I love is it was your first night in your new house. Yeah. And all the unpacking you have to do. But you guys set up the graveyard, <laughs> put out the skeletons. <laughs> we had a day between the movers arriving and and us being here. So we went out one day. We had nothing else. We had unpacked everything we brought in our cars. And it was like, well, what are we going to do? 
Let's go decorate for Halloween. We can do it now. We're, we're so excited to be in a neighborhood where we, where we can do this. So That's we so we went around all the stores and got all of our stuff and then set up the graveyard and set it up for Halloween. And I even had some neighbors that came up to me and they, and they had decorations up. And then last night before the storm, they were adding to their decorations because I kind of upped the bar a little bit. And, and I walked in and I said, is this a competition now? And they said, it might be. I said, bring it. Let's go. So it's uh, it's been very nice. A lot of people who love Halloween and are really getting into it. And I, I'm, I'm glad I can kind of bring the bring the bar a little bit higher for the the uh, Halloween decor. And I'm just getting started. It's it's going to get uh, it's going to get real <laughs> next year when I have a little more time to plan for it. But uh Somebody found some grave, uh, gravestones in their front yard, probably 10 miles away, wherever that uh, tornado took them. So <laughs> it's like, what the hell is this? Oh, uh, yeah. Back to the ghost stories in just a moment. First, we need to thank our supporter of the podcast today, Euphoric Hemp Oil Infused Chewing Gum. What makes Euphoric so special? Well, it's exactly what I just said. Hemp oil infused chewing gum. It's not your average chewing gum. In fact, uh, it's innovative patented delivery system. It's 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 like nothing you've ever had before when it comes to uh, CBD or hemp oil or anything like that. It combines powerful chewing benefits with the heavily researched benefits of full spectrum hemp oil, which is rich in naturally occurring uh, phytocannabinoids, uh, including CBD. Uh, now, CBD and this sort of stuff, it's all about how it's delivered into your system. And chewing and keeping this in your mouth for a long period of time is what helps it get to you in one of the most effective ways out there. The full-spectrum hemp oil in Euphoric is even better than CBD, that it offers many natural occurring uh, phytocannabinoids, including that CBD, like I said, that work together synergistically. Yeah. It's uh, called the uh, entourage effect, if you will. You know, power in, in numbers, essentially meaning that a team of phytocannabinoids works better together than if it's isolated by itself. So that's the, the technical end of things. But what I'm telling you is it's just good stuff. It's a full spectrum hemp oil for maximum uh, availability of all the natural occurring phytocannabinoids in hemp. It's certified vegan, legal in all 50 states, does not get you high patented delivery system, uh, gluten-free, sugar-free, non-GMO. It tastes great. It tastes like a, a great minty chewing gum. Uh, and, and this stuff, it, it just, it works. If you're a user of CBD or hemp oil, things of that nature, you're going to love this stuff. You only need to try Euphoric once to see what all the fuss is about. To prove it, Euphoric is even offering you guys a special podcast exclusive to our listeners. All monthly purchases are 15% off shipping is always free. Just visit chewenjoy.com to take advantage of this special limited time offer. The website again, chewenjoy.com for 15% off your monthly purchase plus free shipping. That's chew, like chew food, C-H-E-W, enjoy.com for 15% off your monthly purchase plus free shipping. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number. At Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first story of today's episode. It says, hello, I've been listening to your podcast while at work during the day, thankfully, and thought I'd tell you a story my supervisor told me years ago. We work for a cable company and have uh, of us, uh, both of us have been here for 30 plus years. 
Uh, my uh, partner started out as an installer, and while people selling you homes may disclose that it's haunted, it's not something you usually know going in as a utility employee. This house had never had a service before, so it involved an entirely new install. Drilling holes, running cable, putting in outlets, etc., and required inside and outside work, and moving from room to room. As John, his real name, but uh, pretty generic anyway, settled in to start the job, the customer thought she should tell him that if he finds some of his tools are missing, he'll find them in the basement on a workbench in the corner. He looked at her in a little wearily, and she told him the house was haunted, and they were used to it. Stuff would get moved, but they could always find it in the basement on the workbench. said, okay, thanks for the warning thinking he wanted to finish up this job quickly and leave and set off to work. He had to start by drilling one hole from the outside, and then the thickness of the wall required the big bit. So he took the exiting existing bit out of the drill, set it down on the, gla- uh, the grass b- beside him, put in the big one, and when he was finished, turned to pick up the little one, and you guessed it, it was gone. He looked all over to no avail, so he packed up and moved indoors, thinking maybe he had replaced it indoors, and he just forgot it. Note... There was no one outside near him that could have taken the bit. He went inside to the other side of the hole. He just drilled, set down his toolkit, took out the stuff he'd needed, and started to pull in the cable to attach the outside plate. He turned to get the screwdriver he had placed near him just seconds before and gone. At this time, the customer came back into the room and asked how everything was going. He had to admit that he was indeed missing some items he was sure he had just put down next to him. She smiled and said, follow me. She took him downstairs over to the workbench, and there were both the bit and the screwdriver. She said that this is usually all that happens, and that whoever is doing this just seems to love pranks. It was never dangerous or mean, just annoying at times. John continued with the job, running cable and installing outlets throughout the house, setting up equipment, occasionally losing tools and finding them downstairs. Nothing more, just kind of annoying. He finished the job, and while he was a skeptic going in, he was immediately convinced that there was apparently something to this ghost thing so there you go kind of not it's kind of not an asshole ghost just kind of having some fun well obviously a selfish ghost who wanted all the tools for himself (laughs) different take than i had but yes (laughs) like that kind of ghost story is kind of cool but it, it also brought up something I had never thought about before. Because, you know, you talk about haunted houses and when you go in and remodel or you do things to the house. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about the worker people who would go in there not knowing. Sure. So that was very nice that they told them. Give you a hands up. But do you think that uh, would, would you want to know that going in or would you just kind of rather? Not re- at all. No. No. I think I just I I'd rather assume that I had misplaced something than than have that in my mind the whole time. Yeah, because I'd be like setting all my tools right in front of me, never out of eyesight. I think I'd also be running through my mind, quite honestly, in that that case of, is there really a ghost or is this just a crazy person that I'm working with in this house that likes to steal tools and put them down there to tell this elaborate story? sneaking up on me. Yeah. Without me knowing because I'm busy and distracted. I would be like, oh, they're going to lure me into the basement with this ghost story and then they're going to kill me and dismember me and all that sort of shit. But Okay, I did not go there. Yeah. But I would have thought asshole owners may be messing with me. But I didn't think about the murder. Yeah. But yeah, it could be. Can happen. I think that'd be a great Dateline episode. Like, And then he took the tools. 
down to the basement trying to find the missing bit. But lo and behold, the cable man from last week, well, parts of him were right there on the workbench next to the DeWalt drill he was missing. Yeah. After the break... I love Keith. I love your Keith voice. That's how it would go down on Dateline. Uh, 855-853-4802, our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Next story says, I don't have a very long ghost story, unfortunately, but I do have many small incidents to tell you. I lived in a house for about 10 years, almost like part-time. My parents were divorced, so I spent time between both houses, but I was mostly at my dad's during this week as I went to school where he lived. The house we lived in was my stepmother's grandparents' house. They'd built it. My stepsister and I shared a room upstairs while my brother had one across the hall uh, uh, throughout, though he went to high school with my mother, so uh, by his mother's house, so he wasn't there very often. One time, Sarah, name changed for privacy, and I were in our room. Her parents weren't home. Just us alone in the house. Our doorknob, for a reason I can't remember, was gone. So we only had a hole in our door where the knob used to be. I started stuffing the hole when I was alone and saw someone's shadow from the hole light and what seemed to be an eye looking in. We always felt like we were watched in the house. There were times she was alone and heard her mom calling her name from downstairs. Her heels clicking on the floor, her perfume in the air. She was at work. The door literally opened directly to the staircase, and the only rooms were ours and a bathroom my dad kept trying to work. We'd hear people coming up the stairs, and no one was there. My mother's house was a ghost. Uh, my, at my mother's house, there was a ghost that was an old man. We don't know how he died, but we know him. Uh, also, a little boy and a cat were also there. I know it's strange to hear a cat, but it's true. I once brought a friend upstairs to show her an old Halloween costume I had and opened the closet. Before I went in, I apologized to the old man and told him I'd be quick, and that's where he liked to stay. She looked at me as if I were crazy. She didn't believe in ghosts. I told her what kind of spirits were there, and she laughed at me. I immediately felt on edge. I showed her the costume and quickly put it back. But while I was putting it back, there was a loud bang, and the floor vibrated. I left the closet and she was kneeling on the floor. Her skin was pale and she had four scratches, marks going up her leg. She asked if we could leave and she never went upstairs with me again. In that same house, I used to sleep with my TV on. One night I woke up and turned to face my TV and there was a shadow of a man. I clearly remember his beard. I could see the outline of it in the shadow. I stared at him, wondering why he was staring at me, and he started walking closer. And as he got closer, he started kneeling down. I pulled the covers over my face and turned towards the wall, forcing myself to go back to sleep. He didn't seem angry, but something kept telling me I don't want to see his face. I have a few more, and one time I might uh, write in, but uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. I look forward to listening to more of the podcast. Thoughts? That last one would creep me out <laughs> if I saw somebody and then they start walking towards me. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't like that idea at all. Yeah. Like, no. A little too close for but, comfort. You know, the cat thing, though, like you and I have both had weird cat experiences. Like, I definitely think there's something there. Certainly there's like dog ghosts, too. 
I think it's a lot. Have you lo- ever heard of a dog ghost? Yeah, I have. I think I think okay. the pet ghosts are a lot more common than people realize. So I think there's a lot of assumption there that oh, this is kind of rare because well, honestly, quite a lot of religions, uh, if you were brought up in that, will tell you that well, pets don't have souls, they don't have spirits. So uh, then naturally, your thought is well, they can't be a ghost. Um, but I, I think we have just, uh, you know, almost, I, I don't know, maybe one fourth of the ghost stories we get are pet ghosts. Um, so it, it's pretty common, a lot more common than I think is what, uh, than what is assumed. Yeah, because I definitely, I, well, with all the dogs I've had, mm-hmm. I've never had experience with a dog ghost, but one of my cats I did and only just one thing. Mm-hmm. But like you had your cat jump up on your bed and that's such a distinct yeah. feeling. Like, you know, when the cat or dogs jumped on the bed, it, it's very distinct. And it was, I, I don't know why it took me, you know, 30 years to realize that I think it was a ghost. I, I just always, I, I didn't want to like, I wasn't trying to like not scare myself. I don't think I was really pretty accepting of the thought, but I just thought it was just kind of like muscle memory or just, you know, just the repetition. Cause it was such a common thing. And maybe my mind's just making me think that this is happening. I never jumped to the conclusion of ghost cat, but it was so damn distinct that I, I, I think it was, I really looking back, think it was the ghost of the cat. And that could have been a cat that caused the scratches, or it could have been a little bitty demon. Could have. I don't know. If I would have interacted with it more, I probably would have had a good chance of being levitated and uh, foaming at the mouth. <sighs> Dang it. Dang Try it. not to story. think about what might have been, because that was then, and I didn't get possessed. That's a Halloween version of Little Texas. I just don't ever now, you know, because sometimes I hear these stories and it gives me one more thing to be afraid of. I just don't want to see some guy with a beard walking towards me in the middle of the night. Yeah, I just don't. not uh, not necessarily a pleasant, uh, warm and fuzzy uh, thought. Uh, to, to Unless he's on. super good looking and alive. <laughs> then it's game on, bitches. <laughs> yeah, but not a dead one. <laughs> Let's go to our next story. 855-853. 4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. It says this story takes place in the autumn of 1995 in Columbus, Ohio. My grandmother's sister-in-law, Aunt Margie, also my grandmother's name, coincidentally, had been very sick for some time. She was suffering from a brain tumor that was killing her. I had known she was sick for months, and my mother often asked me to visit her in the nursing home, to which she had been committed to the previous year. I watched her condition worsen for months. She went from struggling with her memory to improperly... uh, uh, employing a simple diction. That's Lazarus department store, she'd exclaim as we drove past. I must have um, hamburgers there. Very good. And of course, I knew this was incorrect and evidence of her declining health. Eventually, she was totally bedridden and was often totally incomprehensible, sometimes babbling, eyes rolling about her, the room. It was clear she was not doing well and very much near death. My parents were divorced, but they lived near each near to each other and had joint custody over my sister and I so that we rotated between houses together, living with each parent for two weeks at a time. One Friday night, I was sleeping at my father's house on the north side of town. It was the morning. We transferred down to my mother's house. Upon walking in the front door that morning, I related to my mother a very short, vivid dream I had experienced the night before. In the dream, I was sitting on the driver's side of a bench seat in an old orange Buick. 
Aunt Margie was sitting next to me on my passenger side. My right hand was resting on the middle portion of the bench between us. Her hand was clasped in mine, but it was wet, clammy, and cold. I turned to look at her as she turned her head to look at me. She smiled faintly. That was the end of the dream. I woke rattled because, though I'm an active dreamer, this one was particularly stark and unsettling because of its simplicity and the almost tactile aspect of her cold, wet hand on mine. Gave me the impression of having touched cold jelly, and I can sense it to this day. So after telling my mother about this dream, she said to me, Oh, David, that's too weird because Aunt Margie died last night. This, this in and of itself was not surprising as she's been sick for a very long time. We all knew her time was very limited. I chalked the dream up to conscious knowledge of the situation, and this was just a way that my subconscious was dealing with it. It was a coincidence, I thought, that this dream came to me that Friday night. That is, until Sunday. On Sunday, the elders in the family convened to read her last will and testament. In it, she divided up her belongings to various members of the family. To me, she left her car. My grandparents knew that she did indeed own a car, but had not driven it in years because she had become portly and was unable to drive herself around easily. For Thanksgiving, for example, I often drove up to her place to pick her up and deliver her to whatever we were having for dinner that day. Most people had not seen her drive in years, and me, if I ever had, I would not seen the car since I was very, very, very young. My mother came home and told me that Aunt Margie had left me her car in her will, both my mother and I knew this was uncanny based on the dream, but still didn't think too much of it until we entered her garage that afternoon. As the garage door lifted, I froze in my tracks as there, almost in mothballs, was an old, dusty, orange Buick from the late 70s and early 80s. I instantly recognized it as the one from my dream. I said to Mom, that's the exact car from my dream Friday night. Mom said, I was afraid you'd say that. Did you want to drive it home or should I? I was... Uh, very reluctant to do so because nothing like this had ever happened to me before. Finally, I saw no harm in it and tried the engine. I put the key in the ignition and turned it on and somehow the car still worked. There was a little gas in it and I drove it home, mulling over the circumstances in my head. When I pulled up in front of our house, I sat in the car and thought about Aunt Margie. She wasn't even technically a blood relative of mine because she married my grandmother's brother. For some reason, before I got out, I put my left hand down under the driver's seat, and there I extracted a handful of Aunt Margie's hair that must have fallen out due to the chemotherapy she was undergoing. This chilled me, and I exited the vehicle with haste. We had trouble starting the car after that and eventually sold it. I related the story to my grandmother, who's known for possessing a sixth sense of sorts. She was convinced that I, too, had a similar gift. After that, my grandmother and I agreed that when she passed, she'd have to stop by and let me know in my dreams. My grandmother, whom, with, with whom I was very close, as we were both artists and always had a distinct connection, died unexpect, unexpectedly about nine years later. Unfortunately, I did not see her in my sleep when she passed, though I dream about her often to this day. I sometimes awake to cry, but always hope to dream about her. I miss her terribly and hope I can embrace her again in slumber. I always love a good story where you reach down and get a handful of someone's hair. Someone who's dead. A dead person's dead hair. Dead person's hair. Yeah, that's... Uh, in the car you had a dream about. Yeah. That's a good dream right there. <laughs> that's creepy. 
What is it about hair that makes it so... I mean, it used to be used in, like, art as, like, you know, you go into... Sometimes in antique stores, you still see to this day, like, old art pieces that were on walls. And it's people's hair that was, like, knitted together in tasteful designs, I guess. But now it's like... There's something about, like, like in that case, because you're in the car, which I can't believe it started, mm -hmm. and lucky they didn't get pulled over for expired tags. Yeah. But... The fact that you would reach down and there'd be a handful of hair because you knew the person <laughs> had gone through chemo and lost their hair by the handfuls like that. That's, uh, that'd be a lot. Yeah, that would. I, I, would. I was so hoping there was a part two to that story where it was about the grandma and then this wonderful grandma story. So I hope that happens to him at some point. <laughs> I was waiting for another like chapter to the hair where it's like, and then I went to grandma's house and I reached down and there's all this hair, but it wasn't from her head. Oh, oh you <laughs> did just say that <laughs> because it was from someone else's head of hair. Oh, <laughs> as you steer the ship back into safe waters. Thank <laughs> 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 oh, that's just a nightmare. And there's so many people cringing right now. If you're eating right now, I'm not sorry. <laughs> and I did not say it. So. That's just like, oh my God. Ah, uh, I want to. Now I'm like. <laughs> but, I, but those dreams, like that guy had, I totally, like, I absolutely 100% believe that happened. Yeah. And I think that was some sort of kind of visitation from the aunt. Sure. hundred percent. I, I can't say I've ever had a dream visit um, from anyone uh, that's that's died that's been close to me. You know, I kind of wish that I, I have or would, but maybe no. Maybe that's kind of a sad. Maybe that's bad. Maybe it's like nobody felt the need to visit me after they're dead. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you got your shit, whatever. It's like, we don't need to say goodbye. I didn't really like you in life anyhow. It's like, really? I was hoping we maybe had a better connection than that. It. Visiting everybody but me. But I think that you kind of got to be open to it and not. But if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? And I think you would absolutely 100% know. And we get the story sometimes from people who are like, I was never even close to this person. And now they they seem to be like relaying these messages to me. And I don't even know what they mean. And then they go in and tell the relative that who they're directed to the you know the message is that a, a case where it, there's only certain people maybe that can can receive these See, that's dreams what i think like the the person got through to who they could get through to yeah you know so the other people are grieving so hard and they can't get through but for some reason there's this person yeah and they could get through to that person it's just a better receiver than others. Yeah. I, I think I'm just a poor receiver of all that. That's what I'm going to tell myself <laughs> over and over. Although I don't usually. I've been really depressed. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just too much I to deal just, with. I'm just not going to be get the get the dream visit. Just going to go to the corner, listen to Jan Arden, insensitive, and cry myself to sleep. That's going to be <laughs> the uh, the rest of the show. Ah, all right. There we go. Well, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, 
Keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person in EPP at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get all the bonus content, brand new stuff for you every single week. Full bonus episodes, nearly 300 of them now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes. Rest and recharge. Work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app, day or night, and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the HomeAdvisor app today to get started.